Dog is over here snoring. Mm. I'll share this link with you. It is like a schedule. Uh, Will Johnson. Oops, I meant to say anyone can edit. Anyone with the link can. Oh, no, you should be able to edit now. Okay. Just to plug in recording dates and guests that want to. I have all the titles of episodes and things in there. Something I made actually a couple years ago. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because I, I tried to, I had a hard time kind of keeping track in my head of when, of like all the different names of the like subtitled names of the seasons. So I had to make myself a little like cheat sheet because okay. I couldn't, I couldn't figure it out. Like why one was called Blood and Sand and one was called Gods of the Arena. And why, why does this say it's a prequel when it's season two? You know, I had to work on making sense of it. But it's not season two. It's the prequel season. I know, but at the time, that's <laughs> I, I thought know. it was season two. Yeah, uh, it's confusing. Okay. So, yeah, this is Spartacast, in case you got here accidentally somehow. <laughs> uh, I'm Will. I'm Matt. And we are here to discuss two new episodes of Spartacus. Well, two more episodes of Spartacus. I don't know if I even said this last time, but the title of season one is Blood and Sand. And so far, we've seen lots of blood and lots of sand so far. <laughs> um, did you remember when uh, Battlestar Galactica had that uh, spinoff series? They called it Blood and Chrome. I do remember yeah. that they were going to make that into a spinoff and then they didn't. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they copied. Well, they kind of got inspiration for their title. Oh, you think this. so? That's what that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> They're just following the trend of blood and something. I think a lot of the fans were calling the show uh, this show what like tits and ass, Spartacus tits and ass, or something like that, or <laughs> just kind of a play on the name Blood and Sand. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, tits and dragons is what Ian McShane called Game of Thrones. <laughs> I mean, you sure. think that Game of Thrones is salacious uh, and violent? Uh, not compared to this, no. No, <laughs> it's pretty tame. Um, do you have any facts? Uh, I do have facts. I drew inspiration from the first episode that we're going to talk about today. Okay. And I, I w- investigated the uh, basically the sewers, sewers and uh, sanitation aspect of ancient Rome. Nice. Cloaca Maxima means greatest sewer, and it was constructed in 600 BC. It was originally an open-air canal, but the Romans covered it and turned it into a sewer system. The Cloaca Maximum was presided over by the goddess Cloacina. So they actually have a goddess for sewage. <laughs> they have a goddess for everything. It's Ish. kind of hilarious. God of goddess of shit and piss. Nice. Pretty, pretty much. Um, it's still used today as kind of a, a, like a runoff for rain, but um, everything flowed into the cloaca or a cloaca maxima. I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, public, let's see here. Public latrines date back to second century BC. The Hall of Curia and the Theater of Pompeii, where Julius Caesar was assassinated, was turned into a public latrine, and the stream that ran beneath it carried the waste to the Cloaca or Cloaca Maxima. I wish I knew how to say that. I probably should have looked up pronunciation guides. Did you ever, and I, 
I don't know if this is true or not. I mean, I've, I read it on a bunch of sites, but it all seemed to pull the phrasing straight from Wikipedia. So I don't, I'm not really comfortable with that fun fact. Yeah. I took a year of Latin in high school and we were always like wondering like how we're supposed to pronounce everything. And the teacher was like, Oh, it doesn't matter. It's a dead language. Like who cares? (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't seem like a good attitude from the teacher. (laughs) Yeah. Who cares? (laughs) It doesn't matter. Nobody speaks anywhere. Nobody except the Pope. He's the only one that really speaks Latin, right? Uh, the the reason supposedly that the the spot where Julius Caesar was turned into a latrine was because something so awful and despicable happened there that they said, well, then this is the the only good use of this place then would be for people to shit and piss. No, that's supposedly the theory. I don't know. Fresh water came into the city from the system of eleven aqueducts. The general Frontinus was appointed by the Emperor Nerva as water commissioner, and he tried to separate the supply of water so that the best quality water went to drinking and cooking, while the second quality water flowed to fountains, baths, and sewers. Now, fountains and sewers make sense, but I think for bath bath water, I would want the best quality water. <laughs> yeah. And the interesting thing about having the the cloaca or cloaca maxima sewer system is that covering up covering it over and putting it like underground almost meant there was less standing water for mosquitoes to um to breed in which cut down on malaria that's in the city smart, yeah. that's it was really smart um roman towns were provided public laboratory yeah laboratories in lieu of toilet paper they'd use a wet sponge sometimes dipped in vinegar. The name of this instrument was the xylospongium, and there were usually only a few per toilet resting in a basin of dirty water, and they were never cleaned between uses. Uh, (laughs) (gasps) Uh, Super gross. Uh, Roman baths were social places, but the public toilets less so. Now, I'm sure you've seen the um, illustrations of the public toilets where it's just uh, like a row of holes and people would sit next to each other yeah on the toilets and they would talk maybe you'd see them like talking to each other but apparently they were not that social uh, of a place because they were dangerous rodents like to crawl up the toilets and bite people on their asses yeah and the methane buildups in the sewer systems they would ignite and expose people to flames (laughs) you just burst into flames while you're taking a dump That's, that's, Uh, that's that's a good way to go they would pray to the goddess Fortuna, the goddess of luck, to uh, ward off the all the bad fortune of, of being on the toilet. And they would also etch laughing faces into the walls because demons hate laughter. And toilets are like haunted, so they're full of demons. So you, you would try and uh, ward them away with like magic wards and spells and things. <laughs> and for the grossest fun fact, Romans used human and animal urine as a mouthwash and teeth whitener. Because urine decomposes into ammonia, and uh, ammonia is a cleaning product. So technically, it makes sense. Yeah. But, I mean, come on. For every good thing the Romans did, they also did some pretty gross stuff. <laughs> they did a lot of gross things. What will future humans think about us? Wonder. <laughs> I wonder. Unless we destroy the world, which is always a possibility as well. Yeah. I found a really fun article about archaeology and toilets it's called the the secret history of ancient toilets and what's really fascinating about this article is how for the longest time archaeologists thought toilet excavation and investigation was n- not worth the time and attention that it was n- not sophisticated not a good use of of 
your education and and just worthy of your time. It was gross and kind of base. So they just kind of ignored that whole aspect of of when they were excavating. Yeah. They'd, they'd, like this one, it says here an example that this archaeologist saw a hole in the ground and thought or in like in the wall of this ancient ruin and thought, oh, that's just a, a place where maybe they like lifted water up through or something. Like, no, it was a toilet, but he never even considered that it was a toilet because it's just not something that you, you know, someone who's very sophisticated like thinks about. Yeah. But now they're realizing that there's a lot of interesting information about that and we should be studying ancient sanitation and so forth. So it's a really cool article. I will, uh, after I finish reading it, I'll post it in the Facebook group. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, one day we'll eliminate the need to go to the bathroom completely and people, you know, a million years from now will laugh at us for being so inefficient. Oh, because they, because <laughs> they won't have to shit or pee or anything like that. Like said, in uh, the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, uh, Jane Krasowski has this dog where it's like, oh, he doesn't go to the bathroom. They've, they've bred out assholes. Well, bred out of the dog. <laughs> yeah. I seem to remember some toilet scenes, uh, some of the public toilet scenes in the show Rome, which was going to be my first intro cast, but I never ended up doing one on that show. Love that show. You'll be talking about it on Hooplecast one day. Yeah, we'll be talking about the pilot for that. Uh, yeah. I remember that there is a scene where a person has his head shoved in the toilet. Yeah. Nice. Okay, so it's the first episode we're discussing today is called Legends. Uh, it was originally aired February 5th, 2010. Directed by Grady Hall, who is mostly a commercial director, but he also directed... Katy Perry's video Roar. Do you know that song, Matt? Uh, I know the television series Roar that starred Heath Ledger and Vera Farminga. No, that's, that's something different. That's oh. actually, I actually like that song. I don't, not the biggest Katy Perry fan, but you know, <laughs> if she comes on, I can usually get into her music. It was written by Britt Fletcher, who worked on Friday Night Lights and got a WGA award nomination for that and now he's working on Agents of Shield. Da, 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 da. And for this episode there is a commentary by Stephen Denight, Rob Tappert, Viva Bianca, who's plays Lithia and Lucy Lawless. Isn't Lucy Lawless married to Rob Tappert? I th- I wanna say yes. Okay. Ah, that's a lucky man. <laughs> 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 it sounded like this commentary was recorded after the show ended because um the ones for the first two sounded like they were recorded after season one, but this one sounded, cause they talked about the rest of the series and they talked about how one guy in this episode was in Zero Dark Thirty. It's pretty recent. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I did not uh, listen to any of the commentaries. I, I figured they probably have spoilers for the entire series. Yeah. I think, yeah, the first two had spoilers for season one, but this one had stuff for the entire series. Uh, so did this legends. one have did, did this one have pop up fun facts? Yeah, but I didn't really write um any of them down. At least not that many. I think I wrote a couple of them down, but not as many as last time. Um, so yeah, so Spartacus starts out. Well, he's getting like really cocky. Um, and yeah, they were just saying on the commentary about how they just didn't want Spartacus to be. We said it last time, but how they. They want him to be like this perfect hero. They just want him to, you know, kind of not be always 
not always perfect and makes some mistakes. And yeah, he does make a big mistake in this episode. <laughs> yeah. He's definitely not uh, a perfect human being. Yeah. He's very petulant and very stubborn, which oh, is why when uh, skipping head to the very end, when he's begging for mercy, that's a huge um, character development. That's, that's big for him to find yes. that humility. So that yeah, was really well done. Yeah, he's a good general. He's a good warrior on the battlefield, but gladiating is a different business. Gladiating? I don't know if that's the word. Uh, Something else I found out in my research, uh, the guys who would drive the chariots in the Coliseum would drink this energy drink that was made from a powdered goat dung. Uh, are they so fascinated with pee? And I guess they just want to reuse everything, just reuse it somehow. So that sword that um they use the gladius it comes it's the Roman word for phallus that was one pop up fact I wrote down. <laughs> 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 there is a game on the Xbox I think PS2 and GameCube called Gladius, which is really fun. And my roommate and I used to like stay up all night playing the game. It was a um. Real time strategy game like Final Fantasy Tactics and you would get all the different kinds of um you know, different kinds of soldiers and fight in these, you know, arena fights and it was so buggy and it was so hilarious sometimes where you could you know, your character would all of a sudden look different than he's supposed to look. Just the <laughs> it'd be like you know, white in one scene, but he's dark skinned in another scene for some reason. <laughs> um, it was a lot of fun. And some of the like different kind of outfits, like the one that Crixus wears, um, later on he's fighting, they would wear outfits like that. Have you played Rise? R Y S E? Yeah, that was one? like, yeah, that was like the first Xbox One game I got. <laughs> yeah, it was one of the launch titles, right? I've, I've heard it's really, it's pretty good. It's pretty uh, good, yeah. I think, uh, especially yeah. the multiplayer aspect I've heard is a lot of fun. I um, never got to play multiplayer. I keep waiting for it to go on uh, Games with Gold, and I'm just, I'm really surprised that it hasn't because it was a launch title and it I still hasn't. I it did one time. Oh. No, I would have grabbed it if it had. No, it was, never mind. It was on sale for like when I think I, I told a friend about it. Yeah, but Gladius was made by Lucas Arts, and that's one of the games where, like, I keep hoping for, like, a sequel, but I don't think it'll ever happen. I think there was a browser-based sequel, but that doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> so, I remember, um, Viva Bianca and Lucy Lawless said that they were, um, well, Viva said that, I may be saying her name wrong, but she said that they got kind of immune to having all these naked guys around them, like it wasn't a big deal, but, Lucy is like, oh, you're lying because we you know we would sit around playing like, who would you marry? <laughs> like this guy, <laughs> this guy. <laughs> oh, that sounds like a fun commentary then. Yeah, they yeah they had a Lucy Lawless is hilarious. <laughs> they had a pretty good rapport. But one time, Viva Bianca was like, "Am I even in this episode?" Because <laughs> she doesn't show up until like later in the episode. And like, uh, I don't think you'd be on the commentary if you weren't in this episode. <laughs> One of my notes actually is this must have been a very awkward set with everyone always nearly naked and often all the way naked. <laughs> yeah. Just saying it's not. Oh, well, maybe at this point, but after, they said that after a while, they kind of got immune to it. But I guess, the, but 
wouldn't you like go to like the craft services table and and like eat lunch with somebody who you just saw completely naked and having you know st- simulated sex with? It's like that. How they do you have do that? A sock on. They did comment. Uh, the producers were saying that it was always awkward doing these simulated sex scenes, and it's really hard. Um, <laughs> no pun intended. Um, it was really difficult and it was kind of hard to find people who would actually be willing to you know be in the scenes because some of them would be like you know my boyfriend's gonna see this i can't do that but (laughs) they found people for this episode i made a prediction very early on because there's a lot of talk about the lack of rain yeah i i think by the end of the uh, end of this season there will be a dramatic moment when it rains okay and it, and I'm thinking of like, do, did you see Carnival? Yes. So in the second season of Carnival, after like uh, two full seasons or a season and a half of like dry dust and whatnot, there's a huge dramatic moment, and all of a sudden the heavens open up and it rains, and it signifies like a huge shift in in the storyline. Okay. It's very metaphorical that way. So I'm I'm picturing that there'll be some big scene where like Spartacus, um maybe gets the slaves out of captivity and it's like this just huge, like, okay, the, the show is now it has done all of its setup and now it's moving somewhere else. And the rain is going to be like the visual interpretation of that, like figurative interpretation of that. That's yeah. my prediction. Write that down. I'm not writing these down. Um. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. I'll remember. Yeah. Um, so let's see. So what do we think about Barca and, Petro. <laughs> uh, you mean Malcolm from Jessica Jones? Yeah. I wrote in here, and this was before this the second episode that, that we'll talk about where they were actually fucking. I yeah. wrote, is Malcolm from Jessica Jones Brax's little slave boyfriend? Question mark Because <laughs> they were very intimate, I thought. Yeah, the bird. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, I remember when I used to watch... When I sometimes when I'm watching, I don't really watch TV live that much anymore. But I would, you know, on Twitter, I kind of follow hashtags. And I remember, like on True Blood, whenever there is any kind of man on man action, people are like, "Ah, oh, gross! Why are people? Why is HBO doing this?" And blah blah blah. It was the same with Game of Thrones. And I remember for this show, people would tweet at Stephen and Knight and complain about the man on man action, and he just wasn't having any of that. He would just light into these people when they would ever, ever give him shit for that. Especially because, since we we've always heard that ancient Rome and Greece. Had um, homosexual relationships were, you know, not um, taboo. Yeah. So I talked about it in the second episode in the pop up information, or yeah. Um, but yeah, basically, a man was expected to put his dick into things. It didn't matter if it was a man or a woman or his wife or a slave. As long as you weren't on the receiving end, then it was kind of shameful. So, <laughs> bottom shaming existed back in ancient Rome, I guess. Mm. And it was also taboo, like really taboo if you did it with a child. So, because I remember there was this one scene in episode one where Spartacus kind of called somebody a boy lover. It was taboo if it was a child or you know, maybe a little bit shameful if you were on the receiving end. Um, going back to 
all the talk about how dry it is here. They mentioned the Vulcanalia, the festival to ward off wildfires. And I did look that up. And yes, it took place during the summer months when it was dry. When it was so, when you were worried about your grain stores catching fire in August, so you would throw a festival uh, honoring the fire god to try to appease him. Okay. Which uh, makes total sense. I don't know why we don't do that now. There's a lot of wildfires. I know. I've, I don't know about what, how it is where you are, but yeah, last summer, well, not this past summer, but last summer, we had a lot of wildfires up here. Uh, I don't believe there are any around me right now, but I know that down south, like in the Central Valley of California, there were some wildfires earlier this year. I remember hearing about uh, some people were going to go to San Diego and how they had to, they were warned not to go a certain direction because there may, that route would be blocked off and they were supposed to go around. But if they went around, then it would add several hours to the trip. Um, so it's very much a thing that happens um, in the West Coast. Yeah, I remember we went hiking in the Columbia River Gorge once last year. And once we got to the top of the um, hike, you know, off in the distance, we could see helicopters scooping up water and, you know, dumping it on some of the fires. It sounds like I'm just looking. I typed in wildfires and I looked at the news tab and Peru has some wildfires happening here. Um, and I know that uh, wasn't that long ago that Australia was basically all on fire. Yeah. So uh, maybe we should be having these festivals to Vulcanalia, or rather to Vulcan, the god Vulcan, and the festivals are called the Vulcanalia. And what was Poseidon? He was the god of the ocean. Uh, what was his, um, uh, his Neptune? Nep- Neptune, yeah. 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 yeah, we got a reference to Pluto's asshole in this episode, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that something? What is Pluto the god of? He is, what's he? He is the Roman god of the underworld and the judge of the dead. Hades. So yeah, he's the equivalent of Hades. He's a fiery asshole, probably. (laughs) In, in, uh, I think it was like fifth or sixth grade. Um, we, we did a lot of Greek mythology, uh, courses, uh, in, in that junior high school, middle school. And we had to each pick a god and dress up as a god and bring like our backstory and present it to the class and then we had like a a party like a ro- like like a bacchanal <laughs> <laughs> but it was just kids dressed in costume and um and and like i don't know having snacks or something um <laughs> you, I'll, I'll let you guess which god greek god i was um cuz i want to say so i told this story before i don't think so were you um Mercury. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was Dionysus. Okay, I was yeah. trying to think of the one of yeah Dionysus, which is totally appropriate since that's my career. Basically, I work in that industry, so it's that was kind of funny. I uh, I from my parents' church, they got me a choir robe, and then I had a like a stick that we painted purple, I think, and then I had some like plastic grapes on the end of it, and. Uh, my job during the uh, little party was to pour the sparkling wine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a mythology class in high school, and the teacher, Mr. Beasley, he just really got into all the salacious kind of stuff. <laughs> he really oh, yeah. enjoyed talking about that kind of stuff. 
Yeah, I took um, mythology in at university, and it was of all the classes I took, it was the one I did like the best at. I like aced it every everything because <laughs> I, I have a fascination in that. Did you own the what's it the book of Greek myths? No, you know that famous illustrated children's book. No, I should get that. <laughs> the Delar Delaris's Delarius's. I don't know how to pronounce it. Book of Greek myths. Um, I read and reread that book so many times that the pages were falling out of it. <laughs> I have a Norse mythology book that I've gotten part of the way through. I need to finish that one of these days. See. Uh, oh, so yeah, another hint that is commentary was pretty recent. Uh, Rob Tapper talked about watching uh, Vikings on History Channel. Okay. Yeah, uh, he said it had elements of Spartacus in it and elements of Three Hundred. It's another very like masculine show. <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so you were talking about shit and Spartacus's mouth gets them. Him and Varro thrown into the shithole or shit pit. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. This guy. And there, I don't know if you noticed. I didn't notice until um, I watched it with commentary on, but there's this one point where there's like a real live cockroach crawling on the wall. Apparently, when the behind the scenes, there's this like funny moment when they notice it and I guess they freak out or something. <laughs> uh, I wonder what they were actually in. Um,. Elithia Viva Bianca asked that question and they didn't respond. They're just basically saying it's like secrets of television or something like that. Mm. I don't know if it was realistic looking or not. It looked almost like tar, but I suppose maybe it can shit can congeal and look more like tar than and harden. It look less brown and more black. I don't. I don't know. Let's do an experiment. <laughs> no. Uh, let's not. <laughs> Um, but one of my th thoughts that I had was, isn't it like, how can they be having this conversation when they're in, in this shit? I mean, shouldn't the fumes make them dizzy and sick? And so I, I, I went onto the internet, of course, and I looked up, uh, I looked this up. I found a website called the National Agricultural Safety Database. And the, the name of this article is Beware of Manure Pit Hazards. And it talks about the different gases that are released during, uh, you know, from, from shit. Hydrogen sulfide, ammonia, methane, and carbon dioxide are like the four major ones. And hydrogen sulfide, it can, if it's the concentration of it is, uh, at a high degree, it can kill a person after taking only one or two breaths. They will fall unconscious and die without moving again. Yeah, so they should be That's dead. <laughs> dead or at, Smaller doses, um, see, so at 600 ppm, which I think is like parts per million, uh, rapid death. But at 500 for 30 minutes, you'd have nausea, excitement, unconsciousness. At 200, dizziness, uh, increased susceptibility to pneumonia, fluid in the lungs. 500 to 100 ppm is vomiting, nausea, diarrhea. At 20, irritation to the eyes, no nose, and throat. At 10 ppm, eye irritation. And uh, ammonia will also cause respiratory problems, eye irritation, nausea, headaches. And methane and carbon monoxide are not um, really toxic, but they can the gases can push oxygen out of uh, enclosed spaces, which will cause asphyxiation. So basically, these guys should be 
very sick, very dizzy, clutching onto the sides because otherwise they'd fall down and fall and drown and shit. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and when they get out, they, they ought to be sick. They, their eyes ought to have a lot of irritation. Uh, they should be coughing and um, have health complications thereafter. It, they would not be having a conversation the way that they're having a conversation. <laughs> uh, near death. But yeah, it was gross. <laughs> Doesn't it suck when your friend gets you in trouble, though? Did that ever happen to you? <laughs> uh, yeah, yes. Guilty by association. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So apparently, like, none of this show was shot outside because people were kind of. Um, Lucy Lawless said that she, like, met somebody and, you know, they thought that New Zealand had lots of castles in it because of, <laughs> you know, all the things like at the Ludus and whatnot. Yeah, this is really? All. It looks yeah. so fake. Like, I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah it's, so, you one fun fact during the uh, reception scene was that gladiators. If you were a free gladiator, I think you got twenty five percent of the prize money, and the rest went to like an agent. But if you were a slave, I think you got twenty percent of the money. Which is really shitty. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> I like how the guy is like petting Crixes or knows the lady petting Crixes, I think. <laughs> like, here you go, boy. Good boy. Oh, uh, yeah. It, it very, um, it was, I mean, it's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, on display. I wonder if some of them kind of like it, though, because it is, it is like being, um, prized. A celebrity. Yeah, kind of like a celebrity. An unwilling celebrity. and uh then they take what's his name the blonde one elithia no the guy oh varo varo oh yes (laughs) and they make him fuck that girl she was really oh and uh yeah tiffany i don't know what's her name elithia yeah she was really into it it. (laughs) they were laughing about that on the comment but I wrote, yeah, I wrote down this chick is crazy. <laughs> she's she's sex crazy right now. She absolutely is. Make him do it again. Yeah, it's almost Cri- like though it's almost like she she's never had sex herself and she's like seeing it for the first time. And we know that that's not true. Yeah, but it well, it's she's so like mouth agape like uh, I it, it's uh it I don't know there's like a, a disconnect here. Is it just? The way that he's fucking her, because she says, "Look at the way he rams her." Maybe it's because it's a gladiator, and maybe it's the way he's doing it. I don't know. They're they're kind of like animals. Did she say they were animals? Yeah, they're were? they're running like animals. But I have I don't know if she's really that sex crazed. I would think that she would tell her husband to have him fuck her like that. Um, do you mind? Hold on a second. Somebody's knocking on my door. Sure. Okay, that was Amazon. <laughs> nice. Um, I don't even remember what it is. It's a long box. Hmm. Anyway, so yeah. I don't know. I may have watched people before and <laughs> it was <Okay>. interesting. <laughs> I don't know. I could see her getting into it and um 
Yeah, it wasn't any. Well, yeah, it was kind of like that. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Mm, so, Crixus and Nevia. What do you think about Crixus and Nevia? Well, first of all, is this the episode where he gives her the necklace or is that the next one? Uh, I think he yeah, he gives it to her in this episode. I think the next one is when he, she gives it back. Yeah, I wrote down, what is she going to do with that? She can't wear it. <laughs> she, he, she can't. Yeah. I mean, Slave can't wear jewelry. Why would it have so many questions? Where did you get that? Who gave that to you? Did you steal that from me? She stole that from me. Kill her. Like, yeah. You can't do that. Get rid of her. He got Asher. I don't know. I wouldn't ask Asher for any favors. Any kind of, yeah. I, I like Asher. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're supposed to like Asher. <laughs> I don't. He's got a sense of humor about him. He's devious. I like that. He hasn't done anything outright manipulative yet. He's, I know, I know that he will. Like, I can tell that he will. That he'll scheme, whatever, just the way that uh, in Game of Thrones, somebody like um, Peter Baelish would scheme. Yeah. You know, he's, he seems like a slimy character. But so far, he hasn't done anything like that. He's just the guy that procures things. There's always those characters. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're having their games the next day, and Spartacus maneuvers to get himself into the Primus with Crixus. Yeah, he was originally supposed to fight Varro, so I don't know. Was that were they going to like fight to the death, <laughs> like their friends? And I wonder how that would have played out. But um, there's a quote: "Your master will present his Primus." Like that sounds like super sexual. <laughs> They said on the commentary that they had to make up. There was no word for like the main event, so they came up with the word Primus themselves. They couldn't find any historical recording of a word for the main event. So Spartacus gets beaten, and before he can die, <laughs> before he can get his head, his um, throat slit, he submits. Yes. Humbles himself. The two fingers, which I think they talked about in the previous episodes. Yeah. It means, also, yeah. What does it mean? Mercy. Yeah. I think today, if you're at a bar and you put your two fingers up, it means you want another drink, right? Right. <laughs> that's, <laughs> maybe that's what sparked. Maybe he was thirsty. <laughs> like, give me something to drink before I die. So this fight scene, uh, I did not like that it put them, uh, like, like the camera was like inside their armor and you yeah. saw them like almost like they were in the cockpit of a Viper, that kind of effect where it was like right in their face for like a second. Yeah. It, I know why they did it. They wanted us to remind us that the actors are, are fighting. Yeah. They're, like they're obviously to know not who yeah. was who. Yeah. Who was who and, and all that, but it was kind of uh, so quick and disorienting. It was like, what is, what did that actually convey to me? Like I couldn't tell because it was so fast. Like the, their reactions. It was my least my least favorite aspect of the episode, I would say. Yeah, I can't remember what they said about that. Um, other than it was just to show who was who, and I'm not sure if they're going to do it too much more. I'm trying to um, see what other stuff that we learned. We learned about the shadow of death, and Doctore was the only one who ever faced him and survived. But we don't see the shadow of death. No, I wonder was, if we will. <laughs> was this the guy who got cut in half? Basically, the guy fighting the shadow of death. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, 
Theocles. He stood ten feet tall, and his shadow eclipses the sun. I think that may be an exaggeration. Uh, it might be, unless the, <laughs> this show's going to go in some sort of uh, supernatural <laughs> aspect. Just, he's probably just some really tall dude. Yeah. Trying to see. Okay. Anything else? Um. Yeah, I got a couple of notes here. Let me scroll up to the top. Um, <laughs> I said, do you, do you think the gladiators just sleep together in one big pile? <laughs> I don't know why I wrote that down. I thought it was funny. It was a funny <laughs> visual. I probably do just to keep rolling. Um, I, when they were put in the pit, in the hole, I wrote down that the hole is not as nice as the hole in Oz, which is saying something because that was a pretty awful place. Solitary confinement. Oh, uh, yeah. And I wrote, this is not the best place for a conversation. <laughs> a lot of this episode is is Spartacus trying to trying to um uh be the primus like face off against Crixus. Yeah. So, so he's more money. Right. So his little manipulations of the guy with the net, Naeus. I wrote just I wrote down that Naeus looks like a real dullard. And he did yeah. not look fierce with that net. That net looked really stupid. You mean his trident didn't scare you off? <laughs> no, he looked he looked like a wimp. <laughs> You're no Poseidon, sir. Uh, some of the extras in this episode were hilarious. There was a woman with a plant on her head. <laughs> <laughs> was this where the woman like showed her breast? She was like cheering. <laughs> uh, there was a lot of uh, funny crowd reactions during the <laughs> arena. But my fa- yes, there was the uh, the woman who who bears her breasts. Uh, there was another person eating watermelon. <laughs> the crowd is not even there when they're fighting. Yeah. The CGI. My buddy. favorite guy is the guy that was just past it on the bench. Like, he's horizontal. I thought that was funny. I didn't notice that. Oh, he's only in it very briefly, but he is horizontal on the bench. He's not, he's awake, but like, why, dude, get up, sit up. Chilling. Um, there was some talk, I think later on, um, they're still fine tuning the dialogue at this point. Um, I think at some point they stopped using like contractions and they stopped using like a, and, and the trying to mimic the style of speech back then. Uh, yeah, the dialogue is sometimes really good. Um, and sometimes it's not. Cheesy at some points, but yeah. uh, I mean, this isn't Deadwood level. <laughs> David Milch, yeah. No, I'm sitting here like, but they're slowly, trying. Yeah, yeah. I'm slowly prying open my Amazon package while you talk. <laughs> okay, what'd you get? Oh, um, let's see. This is the episode. <laughs> Oh, it's dog treats. <laughs> there you go. Hey, Reese. Um, do you have any quotes? They put it in a really... I, know, I saw somebody post online that Amazon lately has been using really big boxes for small items. And they put these treats in like a really big box for some reason. Anyway, do you have any quotes? Um, I said a couple of them already, but I like... It's no easy task to sever a man's head. <laughs> this is bragging. True. It's that's true. how you get. That's how you get the women. Trust me, it's true. I speak from experience. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what have you been doing down there in California? <laughs> um, 
I will fuck your corpse <laughs> with what cock? Uh, Xena says, I need your cock inside of me and I need it now. I need it in me now. <laughs> <laughs> um, do I appear to be a fucking arrow? My nose pointed toward your wife's dripping thighs. Most of these are super sexual. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look at the way he rams her. <laughs> Lady, calm down. <laughs> settle down now. Settle down. Um, any more? No. no right. We're fine. Um, what do we do now? Do we have uh, any... Winner, um, loser. Winner, My winner, loser. I suggested Olympia because she seemed really happy. <laughs> but um, maybe... Crixus. Mm. Yeah, I'm fine with Alithia. She got to go to a party. She watched some crazy sex. I thought that was pretty great. Okay. Good for her. L- loser uh, said Spartacus. <laughs> hmm. Uh, my nomination's going to go to Varro. Because uh, he... Well, number one, he had to stand in shit for who knows how long. For something he didn't do. Yeah. I think that's worse than Spartacus standing in shit because he he did a, it because it's not really Varro's fault. Yeah. So he lost without doing anything. Right, and then somebody. he was forced to fuck that woman in front of other people, which, I mean, that's like not the worst thing, but it is a kind of de- debasement. And you know, he felt like he was cheating on his wife because he says, yeah. "Well, well, in the act of doing it, he's like, forgive me, whoever." So. Yeah, Varro is my nomination. They were talking about adultery in the pop-up facts. Um, they're like the origin of the word. And apparently, um, if a wife was adulterous, you know, could get like a, they could go through like a really bad divorce and it would leave her ashamed. And she you know, may have trouble getting married again, or maybe she couldn't get married again. But if the man was adulterous, that was you know, not looked upon as badly. Well, she couldn't get a divorce. It's the same um, today. Like I, in fact, I, I believe that adultery is still uh, an offense in the military. Really? Yeah. So because I was just um, hearing an, a story, and I, I think this is true, but you know, I can't attest that it's 100% true, that a woman was raped in the military, and when she went to, to file a grievance, her commanding officers told her, if you had sex with another man, then you'll be dismissed, you know, from the military because that's adultery, even though she was raped. Well, so and then, you know, when you get uh, booted from the military, then you're not eligible for like VA benefits and things. This BS, was he not saying that just to protect his, you know, the guy who did it or what? I don't know. <sighs> so who's the best slave? Did anybody die in this episode? <clears throat> yeah, in the flashbacks, there were several. Um, that's the, the the point of why this episode's called Legends oh, is because okay, of all yeah. the famous fights. So the best one was probably when the guy got cut in half by Diocles. <laughs> yep, that's my okay. uh, best lay as well. And best lay, <laughs> guess that'd be Varro ramming that chick at the party. Okay, that was mine too. <laughs> Runner would be Lucy Lawless and Crixus. Yeah. <laughs> Are you putting all of this into a nerdy spreadsheet? Uh, I will eventually. I should do that this week. Yeah. Do it while you're uh, while you're kind of editing. Okay. Yeah, that's how I do mine. A lot easier that way. 
I usually do it, um, I guess on down below, I do it when I post the podcast, but well, I do it while we're recording because the spreadsheet's already there, but then I put it on the website when I post the podcast. So what about our ratings? Well, hmm. I think I liked this one less than the previous one. I wasn't really? too I wasn't too keen on all of the the actual legends except for Theocles. I didn't like the jackals and and all that. Uh, I want I wonder Beast. if we're going to see them again though. Like if they're going to show up in, in the arena. Um then they get killed the jackals. Oh, the jackals did. Yes, but the g- giant Theocles, Theocles yeah. I don't think did. No, wait. No. The guy with the whip killed him. No, he faced him and survived before. Hello. I think it sounded like Theocles retired. I guess my my issue with the episode is I didn't like all of Spartacus trying to be uh, in the Primus in the Primus. Yeah. That seemed eh, whatever. The party was okay. The Legatus was not in this episode, which is fine. He's not in the next one either. That's fine. I didn't miss him. I'm gonna give it a six and a half out of ten. Tiger uppercuts. Tiger, because <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, I believe that's what Crixus did to Spartacus at the end. <laughs> Uppercutted him. Yeah, I didn't like the fight and the being inside of the suits. So six and a half. I don't really like the fight either. The stuff with the legends. Yeah, it was okay. The party. I really liked the party. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was really. I thought that you know the ramming save was very interesting and something like. <laughs> Don't see too much. Um, it was a decent, it was a good episode. I'll give it seven out of ten. Make him do it again. <laughs> All right. All right. Episode two is called The Thing in the Pit. It originally aired February 12, 2010, directed by Jesse Warren, who works on some CW shows and Legend of, he worked on Legend of the Seeker. And it was written by Aaron and Todd Helbing, who were brothers. They worked on Black Sails, Carnival, The Flash. And there's a commentary for this episode by Jesse Warren and Andy Whitfield. And they said, Andy Whitfield said he never was quite sure what the thing in the pit actually was. He's the thing in the pit. (laughs) That's kind of what um, the director is saying. Yeah, I mean, this this entire episode is about his... Uh, sort of how he's devolving into an animal, into a creature, and losing his humanness, just like the, all the others. I mean, there's a guy who takes people's faces. Like <laughs> that was pretty gross, but also kind of cool. But he's not the thing in the pit. Like Spartacus is, is the thing in the pit. That's what he's thing. become. They've made him be this thing. They've taken away his humanness, and at the end, he gets um, he regains it. He gets back. They were saying um, how um, you just would never know what John Hanna was going to do sometimes in the scene. Like, I think there was one scene where he kind of, in the last episode, where he just kind of does something unscripted when he's talking to one of the slaves, like maybe like rubs his hands, like wipes his hands off on a slave. And there's a scene in this episode where he headbutts Spartacus and that was unscripted. (laughs) I think another scene where he slaps him. So he just kind of rolled with it. And I think I'd be kind of mad if a guy had butted me and I wasn't expecting it, but. Uh, yeah. I'd probably just go with. <laughs> was there a lot of, uh, headbutting at the rugby game yesterday? 
Uh, now that I noticed, there was, um, of course, I wasn't out there in the middle of it. So there was, I only saw one guy limping off the field, which is good. First rugby game, I went to guys kind of had a really bad head injury. He hasn't played since. Where? So yeah, so he says Spartacus has to go fight in the pit because he's lost his, um, yeah, he submitted. So he's lost his fame, whatever. Just got to go down there and make money. And Lucretia doesn't like it because he could get hurt down there, but Bark is going to go protect him. Yeah. This is, this is interesting. If the audience is in danger, <laughs> why does anybody want to do it? Like I can understand, uh, putting two combatants and uh, an anything goes kind of scenario. But why do you want to make it dangerous for the spectators? That's no fun. Yeah. How are you going to make? Yeah. Apparently the spectators, they were actually there for the pit, which, yeah, they're all close up. So the fighters were getting a thrill out of having the crowd. They're cheering them on. Unlike the arena scenes where the crowd is CGI'd in. They actually had a crowd there for the pit. Yeah, well, it's they have to. Yeah. yeah. That's why the scenes, the fight scenes in this episode were better than anything that we've seen so far. Because there wasn't a, a realism to it. The crowd reactions yeah. were, were realistic because they were actually there. And I expected that someone in the crowd would be killed, like, by accident. Like, someone would throw a sword <laughs> or something and it would kill a, kill us just a spectator. Oh, like, oops, that's gotta hurt. <laughs> it didn't happen, though. Yeah, they kill the assassins, but th- that was not. Oops, kicked my cat. That was not a. Uh, that was not something that happened. Oh, <laughs> the hermaphrodite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was unexpected. I was. It I was don't even remember that. <laughs> yeah, Andy Whitford was like, "Whoa, what's that there?" <laughs> Just kind of joking around. Um, yeah, that announcer pit announcer guy was kind of. I don't know. I think he was getting on my nerves after a while. The one who was introducing everybody. Yeah, he really had to dial up. L- interesting headgear as well. But yeah. but not just the MC. It was everybody had interesting costumes. This uh this whole scenario reminded me a lot of Mad Max in its styling. Yes. Costumes, makeup, grotesqueness. Oh yeah. Kurza gets beaten like really easily. <laughs> Before Spartacus fights, oh, um, yeah, there's a quote I can't. I don't think I did I write it down. Anyway, he gets his face cut off. Mm. Oh, the um, and that must be why he had the tattoo on his on his face since the beginning. It was so that when he had his face cut off and the and this guy held it up, we would know who it was. Yeah, because we it, unmistakable. It has the tattoo. Fugitive. Ugh. That was gross. Um, but was that grosser than the man who was cheering and just got blood sprayed right into directly into his mouth? Uh, ancient Rome was <laughs> it was a horrible place. So yeah, we see Barca plowing Pietro. Says Pietro, Pietro. <laughs> uh, so yeah, later on when Petro or Malcolm from Jessica Jones giving uh Spartacus the porridge and Chris is like, Yeah, your boy kind of favors him and Barker's response was was it my cop kicks him well filled 
I like how everybody just kind of started laughing. It was just so such a man kind of thing where everybody just kind of laughs like, yeah, I'm fucking him good <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed all of these scenes, actually. Um, I didn't know that dual axes were called a bipenis. Sounds awfully close to bipenis. <laughs> <laughs> By probably not a coincidence. Mm. Yeah, it's just a, an axe with two, uh, an axe on both sides, yeah. The blade, rather. A handle, and then blades on both sides. Mm-hmm. So are the guys who tried to kill Batiatis, are they related to the debt collector, the magistrate's cousin? Are they, like, are they coming after him for the debts or what? I, I, don't, uh, I don't know, actually, because why do you want to kill... The, if the guy owes you money... Don't you want to maim him, maybe? Yeah. Uh, if he's dead, he can't pay. Unless there's some sort of uh, law in, in Rome, and, and there might be. You know, if, if someone's dead, then all their debts have to be satisfied. So. Hmm. See, Lucretia said that if she became a widow, she would be forced to remarry. So, I don't know. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know. She would, she'd probably want to. How else would she have income? She can't work. Yeah. Who would she remarry? Does she have a choice in it? She'd marry that blonde guy who's crushing on her. Yeah. <laughs> the one who she wants to see is Cockshrill. So anything goes in the in the pit. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only rule. Um, My favorite moment was when they got um their knuckles gear and the one got the Sfa-R-A. Which is, <laughs> I don't know how to say it. It's knuckles, but with nails coming out of them. And then Spartacus got the castus, which were just brass knuckles. And Spartacus grabs the guy's arm or his wrist and just makes him like, why are you hitting yourself? <laughs> 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 and then uh, impales him on a meat hook. And I was like, well, is he allowed to use like props in the arena, in the in the pit? He wasn't give, yeah, like he wasn't given that as a as a weapon, but he he uses it, and they seem okay with it. So I guess anything goes. <laughs> anything. So I'm reading what Mel is saying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm also distracted by some Facebook messaging that's happening. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, he dreams of his wife, and this dream tells him that he has to find her before the rains come. Yeah, so he had given up her binding that piece of fabric that was on her leg to Batiatis, and he strikes up a deal that he's going to lose on purpose, so Batiatis can earn a lot of money by betting against him, and he, Batiatis, would keep on looking for Spartacus's wife. But during the fight, some people would try to attack uh... Badiatis, Dominus, and Spartacus kills them and he beats his opponent. And in the process breaks his agreement and therefore mm-hmm. he won. So his Dominus has lost all his uh, money. He lost the wager since he bet so much. So now they're in a worse position than they started. Yeah. The Spartacus gets to be a gladiator again and gets his wife's fabric back. Yeah. So another allusion to the rain. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think. Blood. Yeah, she was drenched in blood rain. I just like Brother Justin in the Carnival. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Brother Justin. This is very symbolic. All this talk of the rain. So again, I I'm predicting we're gonna get some rain at the end, and it's gonna be a big moment in the series. Not just oh, it's you know the episode opens and it's, oh, it's finally raining. Like I don't think that's, <laughs> I think like the heavens are gonna open and it's gonna rain, and that's there's gonna be something around that. They ha- it has to be. They've they've done so much uh, foreshadowing of of this. What if that was it though? We just start episode or the end of the episode, just a few sprinkles of rain. And that's it. That's all. That's the last they mention of the rain. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> a real disappointment, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, finally, rain. Okay, we can go about the rest of our episode. All right, <laughs> gladiator time. See anything else? Yeah, so Navia sees Lucretia and Crixus having sex, and and she sees the necklace that she had given back to Crixus, and she's mad. But there's this whole thing where she tries to explain, but he storms off, and then she explains later, like, dummy Crixus. Yeah, you can't give me this thing. I can't wear this. What are you thinking? Mm. Uh, so um, the Dominus and his wife are unable to have a child. My prediction is that she will become pregnant, but the child is going to be Crixus's. <laughs> it's going to be brown. So the Dominus will have to make a decision. Do I kill this child or do I claim it as my own and have an error? Because the emotional reaction would be kill the child. It's not mine. It belongs to a, a slave. It, it, so it's degenerate. On the But the rational decision would be have an heir, have somebody in my bloodline, you know, uh, pass off as my own. It'll be her bloodline, but not his. Right, but he would say that it's his. <laughs> yeah. To keep his dynasty going, his legacy, right? His dynasty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what Peter Baelish would say, dynasty. Such an American thing, dynasty. <laughs> um, oh, his real name uh, is Quintus. <laughs> yeah, Quintus Quintus Bariatus. Quintus Lucilius, body or something like that. They were um, making a comment about how many actors had to, how many guest stars had to come on the show and say his full name. Um, and they always had so much trouble, had to do like so many takes. Quintus Lucilius Batiatis. <laughs> do they have any quotes? Um, quotes I've got here. Does it excite you to know that your very footsteps moisten my thighs? <laughs> I think these are going to be sexual again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, um, I said the one about Wellfield, but my other one was, my cock was forged in Vulcan's flames. I will fuck them all. May the gods shrivel your cock. <laughs> you should, yeah. Maybe I'll look for a non-sexual one next time. I've got a non-sexual one. Um, women in business, and these are the results. Because she... <laughs> sold her necklace back to her emerald necklace out of season. Uh, by the way, we forgot to mention in the previous episode, uh, the blonde says to her, Lithia, is that her name? Yeah, Lithia. She's like, oh, I used to have one of those, but they're like so pa- passe now. She's so passive aggressive. Anyway, yeah. so um, Lucretia goes to mm-hmm. sell her necklace and the guy won't give her its full value and the the blonde guy says, I'll give you the full value. And she's like, no, I'll just take the, the other deal because I don't want to make that bargain. 
Yeah. So when she explains all that to her husband, her husband, Quintus, says, you know, okay, you made the right decision. Better to not have the full value of the necklace, but not owe somebody a favor. Yeah. So I, I did like that whole that whole aspect to the episode. Do we have a who's the winner this episode? Hmm. Um. Hmm. <laughs> this is tough any- because Spartacus went through a lot. He went through a lot, a lot, but he ended up in a really good place. Yeah, he came out on top, but he had to go yeah. through a lot to get there. I don't think Quintus won. He lost a lot of money. But he won his life. He was saved at the end, but now he's broke. Broker than he was before. <laughs> right. And there weren't a lot of other characters in this. Like, there wasn't a lot happening with Varro. Barco was the winner. <laughs> um, he had sex, yeah. Um, yeah that could be best lay. <laughs> Uh, but who won? There's always the option of saying nobody won. <laughs> Is that an option? Do we want to make that an option? Do, it's like letting ourselves off too easy. It's like nobody. I don't know. Okay, I'm gonna say lost. I'm gonna say Lucretia won, uh, because she she was right about what she did when she sold the necklace. They needed the money. She acknowledged that she sh- that she didn't need the necklace when she bought it. She just wanted it. So she made a selfless decision to sell it. And when she was offered full price by the skeevy blonde guy, she turned him down. And she had her husband acknowledge that she did the that right she's thing. Not a, yeah, and she's not a slave. And he was like, I commended you. Right. She, sh- she showed yeah. a lot of independence this episode. So I'm going to say Lucretia won. Okay. And who lost? <laughs> Everybody lost. No. Mm. Um, Spartacus. <laughs> <laughs> He's out of the pit, but he, for 45, 50 minutes, he was in the pit and it was awful. And he nearly went insane. And I thought that the actor did a really great job. He did. Yeah. His descent into madness. He, his eyes were bugging out of his head. Yeah. He, he looked right mad. He was wearing contact lens to make his eyes look bloodshot. Oh, okay. It was pretty painful. I like the whole, um, he's saving his rage for the pit, like place you'd never be able to survive. Barker was talking to Asher. When he left the pit for a little bit of a respite, and then another gladiator was like, you fit, fight in the pit, and we fight in the gladiator, so we're better than you. You don't get to sleep with us. <laughs> you can't cuddle with us tonight. Yeah, you can't sleep in the pile. you must sleep outside the pile and it wasn't varro who was like shut the fuck up dude (laughs) just like straight up yeah yeah i like that like you're scared of varro (laughs) um they did say that um jay courtney hated that curly hair i remember you saying something about his curly hair (laughs) it looks dumb he would wear a beanie around (laughs) just so you can see his hair yeah it looks stupid just the best sleigh Mm. I was thinking that Spartacus killed that Ixian guy at the end. Through the, hmm. Which guy's that? Oh, the guy at the pit. The, the guy who cuts the faces off. Oh. I think his and name is how, how does he do that? Um, That wasn't when he... I don't remember how he did it. Cause it was before he threw the axe, right? He threw the axe to kill the assassin. Oh, the guy with the face. Uh, The face... That, yeah, the gross guy. Um, how did he kill him? With his pokey thing? 
I don't remember. I don't remember. He did something to Ixy and then he threw the thing. I don't know. I just wrote down Spartacus killing Ixy and I don't remember how he did it. <laughs> did that guy have the ball on chain? Mm, no. No. Ixian drew the had the bi penis. <laughs> <laughs> I think my bi penis. There was um another time where he he fought a guy with a ball and chain and he ended up basically uh pushing his thumbs in the guy's eyes. That was gross. Okay. I I liked his first fight. I liked it when he had the he made the guy hit himself with his knuckles. Uh, and then and then put him on the meat hook. That was my favorite. Oh, the meat hook, yeah. Because I was like, why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself? <laughs> <laughs> and what was the best lay? It was either Lucretia and Crixus or Barca and Petro, <laughs> I think. Um, I'll give it to Barca and Malcolm okay. from Jessica Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Barca and Malcolm from Jessica Jones. It's going to be hard. That's what she said. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be hard, like, watching Malcolm the same way. I know, now, right? Now, now that I remember this, <laughs> now that I'm seeing this. Yeah. I didn't realize it was him. <laughs> like, like, dude. <laughs> He's having a good time. <laughs> he was. Um, so, ratings. Uh, well, I like this episode better than the last one. thought it was nice seeing... Spartacus's Spartacus's descent and return and some brutal fighting going on. Lucretia standing up for herself. Um some funny lines. Mm. I'll give it eight out of ten. Eight out of ten out of season necklaces. Okay. This was easily the best episode so far. The fight scenes were brutal. The crowd was actually a crowd of human actors and not CGI. Uh, I enjoyed all the little different weapons. The costumes were pretty amazing. There was it was some serious Mad Max shit. Uh, there was a hermaphrodite. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I forgot about the hermaphrodite. hermaphrodite. <laughs> I may have to give it. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was uh, a spectacle. It was really something. Uh, between the costumes and the makeup and and all of it, it was it, it was very brutal. And I thought that uh, the actor did a fantastic job showing his sort of uh, how he was devolving into a an animal and and wrestling with that and his decision to to say you know I can't go on doing this, therefore bet against me and I will lose and and then save my wife was a very noble logical thing and then i enjoyed um all of lucretia's stuff overall um pretty pretty great episode uh i'm gonna give it an 8.5 out of 10 um 8.5 out of 10 hermaphrodites yeah i have a feeling i might go back at some point and say that i should have given this a nine but i'm gonna i'm gonna go 8.5 with this one okay yeah good stuff Mm. do we have any feedback no feedback oh, this week, folks. People. Yeah, fuck all you. I know you people are downloading this show, so just get on your computer, mail at Spartacast.com. Tell us what you think about Spartacus. Yeah. And if, if <laughs> next episode you want to send us feedback for this one, that's fine. We'll read it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're not, we don't care. We, we ain't got anything to do. Um, if you want to be a guest, also, 
look in the Facebook group for when we announce we're recording and come join us. Come talk about cocks and stuff with us. I guess some people didn't even know that we were starting when we started. Oh. And uh, this this recording, this is Sunday morning. It's kind of unusual. We're only doing it uh, at this time because I'm unavailable next weekend. And this was the only time Will could do it this weekend. So I acknowledge that this was not the best time for certain people to record. But yeah, be a guest. It'd be fun to have uh, some other people on here. I know people like Spartacus. All right, so what's, the next uh, two... Yeah, ep- what's coming up next time? Sorry. <laughs> next two episodes. Uh, episode five, Shadow Games. Episode six, Delicate Things. Delicate Things. Shadow Games. Um... Shadow Games. It sounds like a lot of political posturing. People are playing. They're playing a very dangerous game, and uh, it's it's all about alliances and political motivations. So I'm I'm predicting a lot of um, Quint and Lucretia s- stuff, and maybe Asher will become a little skeevier. So I don't know. Mm, Shadow Games. I don't. I could give you a hint. Okay, if you want to. <laughs> Remember we talked about a shadow earlier in this episode? Oh, the giant guy? We're going to have him back? I think so. Hmm. Okay. Well, all right then. <laughs> he comes the, <laughs> the big guy comes back. What's going to happen? Um, going <laughs> to fight him. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think it'll be a 2 on 1 scenario. I think it'll be two gladiators versus the giant. Maybe they maybe they bring him into the um the school, Gladiator School. What's it called? The Ludus. Maybe he comes in, into the Ludus, and then he goes feral, and he starts killing slaves. <laughs> like, like Spartacus. And, and and all the gladiators have to take him down all at once. It takes like 20 yeah, gladiators 20, to take 20 him down. Because he's rampaging through the Ludus. <laughs> um, delicate things. Uh, I think this is going to be a female-centric episode. Oh. Um, we're going to get a lot of, we're going to see what's happening with Spartacus's wife and we're going to find out, you know, he's going to think that she's, um, some, you know, as a slave that she's a, a delicate thing, but what we're going to find out is that she is doing some really amazing things to survive in her own storyline. So it'll be a little bit of a departure episode. We're going to check in on her and she's going to be, she's going to be doing some things and she's going to be scheming her way up, up the ladder. Perhaps she she's like the the concubine of the Syrian warlord and she's displacing his legitimate wife and his wife isn't going to like that because she's proving herself to be uh, quite the power player. So you thought she was a delicate thing? Guess again. She's pretty fierce. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then in uh, the main storyline, in the main place, in the Ludus, we'll, we'll continue to see the um, the power power plays of Lucretia and Alithia. Yep. The men are taking the back episodes, episode six. Okay. So are we going to have the private parts of any other gods referenced like Mercury's tank or something like that? <laughs> um, no, she knows vagina. I don't know. No. Why do you ask? I don't know. I'm just, <laughs> I was thinking about that earlier. <laughs> I'm going to say no. Okay, just Pluto's ass and Jupiter's cock. Oh, that's why you asked, because we had uh, Pluto's asshole. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, well, I think that's it. Yep, that's it.
We'll see you, see you next time for episodes five and six, Shadow Games and Delicate Things. We'll be about halfway finished with season one. Hey! That goes so quickly when you're doing more than one episode a week. Yeah, good. I'm enjoying it. I yeah. will say that by the end of episode four, I was I was pretty much on board with the series now at this point. Awesome. I wonder, I, can, I need to look this up, but... I remember people were saying that it was getting started getting better because some of the former dollhouse writers had joined the staff, but I couldn't see anything that said that they were involved with the show until season two, before season two. So I'm not sure exactly when they joined, maybe unless they were helping in some kind of unofficial way. But I do remember, I'm not sure how to pronounce her name, Mo, she's like married to one of the Wheatons. I think they're working on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. now. I remember her tweeting, like, during season one, like, yeah, you should, guys should give this show a shot. I hear it starts getting pretty good, blah, blah, blah. And the show did start getting better. Well, Dollhouse had its own problems, so. Yeah. <laughs> I think that just the way that they started this this season with all that preamble to to the Ludus is was tough for people. It was tough for me. Yeah. And and really, the effects, the CGI blood, the slow motion fighting, how 300-ish it looks, how comic booky it it doesn't necessarily feel stylish. It feels cheap. And that's a barrier for a lot of people. But this, this fourth episode in the pit, except I think there may have been a CGI transition, like a blood effect, just a transition between scenes. But yeah, most yeah. of the effects and the fights and the crowds was <laughs> practical, practical effects. And that's why it was better. So if it keeps going this direction, it's going to be good. So I think I think we're off to a, a good start. We're going to a good place now. I'm excited. Yeah. All right. All right. All right well, then. We're done. We're done. Yay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Okay.